Are you ready for another wild ride on the Ascension roller coaster? Because we're in for one this week. With a new moon on August 16th that is going to be square, surprise a minute Uranus and Mercury and Mars together in Virgo. This is going to open up some of our martyred healer karma and other aspects. Anything could happen. Add to that that it's the midpoint between August two full moons and we're at a tipping point, a turning point and a big point of inflection. Remember, August's energy theme is the point of inflection, which you can read about in the August Energy Report on the website. This week may bring up some sobering and enlightening revelations that can create energetic freedom for us, but that may also mean the end of karmic entanglements and pathways that we may not see as a blessing. But they are because while others may need us, in our opinion, They don't want us or our help, and it's time for us to realize that and get ready to move on into new adventures. If you're hanging on to something or someone and you just can't let go, this may be the turning point for you. Notice the title of this article, They May Need You, But They Don't Want You. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Hoffman, former business, finance, and technology expert turned spiritual warrior and High Vibes Living mentor. And I want to show you how to engage your High Vibes Living to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience via my weekly Enlightening Life newsletter and my leading-edge programs, masterclasses, accurate intuitive sessions, and the best life and energy coaching available anywhere. I'm the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention, and the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your life brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates and energizes you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. When I first published this article about 10 years ago, it was very popular. Many people saw themselves in it and realized that the painful, unfulfilling relationships and situations that they were holding on to so tightly that they didn't have time or energy for anything else were very one-sided. They knew in their hearts that someone needed them, but the other person was rejecting their efforts because they didn't want them or their light or their energy. It was an unbalanced attempt at resolving karmic entanglements, karmic debts, and trying to get closure in situations by creating a predestined resolution that was just not going to happen. We do tend to hang on to our karma with both hands, but there does come a time when we need to let go and move on. This is one of those times. If you haven't lost connections with many people in your life in the past three to five years, You may be counting yourself lucky, but your day of reckoning is arriving. I'm not making dire predictions here. 
just stating the fact that everyone has one or more relationships that are frustrating and unfulfilling because you're trying to help or save someone and they're not cooperating. And by the way, this includes your family and your children. Those relationships are ending now, partly because the energy gaps have become too great and because we have other things to do than try to convince someone that the light path is the best one for them when they don't believe that it is. And who are we to judge, really? We think that everyone's light path should be the same when someone could be experiencing the greatest level of spiritual growth that they have ever had across all their lifetimes and we're discounting that because it doesn't conform to our idea of what a light path should be. Do you remember when your mother would ask you or tell you to clean your room? Depending on how old you were, you probably picked up a few things and called it done. I used to do that with my children and I had to specify to clean it as I would clean it if I wanted it really clean or I had to do it myself. And about once a month, I would go in and give their rooms a thorough clean, vacuum the baseboards and vacuum in the corners and things like that because it needed to be done and I knew they weren't going to do it. This thorough clean of their rooms usually happened with their protest because they didn't like me going through their things. And I knew that they weren't going to clean the room the way I would clean it. We do offer great gifts to our karmic partners. The gifts of light, healing, love, validation, support, understanding, compassion, and ascension. But the gift isn't really a gift because we expect them to take it, use it, and change their lives accordingly. Is it any wonder that they reject us? I'm being serious here. We don't think they should, but think about how it feels to them. And this is the purpose of this article. Imagine how you would feel If someone walked into your home and started moving furniture around, getting rid of things, telling you how to manage your life, and generally taking over, I know how I would feel. They would be shown the door very quickly. While we would never do that intentionally, this is how our efforts look to someone that we think needs us but doesn't want us or our light, our healing, and our interference, however well-meaning it is in their life. We believe the gift of healing is the best thing we can give to those who need it, and it is, as long as it's something they want and are ready for. But so often we see and are aware of the need for healing in others, and this is especially true for those who are strongly empathic and assume that they want to be healed. So we bathe them in our healing light, only to find that we're rejected on every level. Why? Because we extend healing to those that we believe are in need of healing. But what we need to do is ask whether it's what they want. Because as blasphemous as this may sound to anyone who's on the spiritual path, everyone does not want healing or to be healed. And if that's the case, they will fight you with everything they have if you try to give them healing that they don't want and aren't ready for. Now, that doesn't mean they're never going to get there. They just probably won't get there with you. As much as we extend healing to those we know are hurting, suffering, and whose lives are limited by the presence of the darkness of their fear and pain, with the best of intentions, it's the equivalent of spiritual arrogance and energetic manipulation, (gasps) did I really say that? To give people healing that they haven't asked for, don't want, and aren't ready for. 
Yes, even if you know they're flat on the floor, if you try to pick them up before they're ready to get up by themselves, they will slap your hand away and tell you to leave them alone. Why is that? Because it's not the healing they're afraid of, but what happens to them once they're healed. They feel more powerful in their unhealed state, which is their comfort zone, than being healed, which is not only their discomfort zone, it's also totally unfamiliar and quite scary. And you have to realize that some people are empowered by their pain, even if that doesn't make sense to you. And they are grounded through the pain and the chaos that they choose to live with. If you try to change that, they'll be lost, ungrounded, confused, and in unfamiliar and scary territory. Before someone can accept healing, they need to find a new source of empowerment to replace the one that they're currently using. Even if it doesn't bring them peace and joy, it's still what they're comfortable with and they don't want to give it up until they're ready, if that time ever comes. They may eventually be ready for your healing and light, and maybe not. When they are, though, it will be on their terms and you may not be the healer who heals them. Sometimes they need to suffer first. They need a mean teacher who's going to give them ultimatums and fill their lives with such drama and chaos that they'll run towards the light. They'll eventually get the lesson, but only on their terms and when they are ready. It doesn't have to make sense or be logical, as it's part of the acceptance and non-judgment that we must be willing to extend to others as we complete our own healing journey. One of the reasons we want certain people to be healed according to our definition of that, involves our own karma. And we believe that healing them gives us closure and we can move on karma-free. But that's our agenda. And it's built on several very well-known and liked and supported but false assumptions. Number one, that everyone needs to have healing and closure in a specific way for karma to be over. Number two, that we are responsible for others' healing. Number three, that just because we know someone's in pain, we assume they want to be healed and to be free of their pain. Number four, that we must step up and be their healer and that's why we're on their path. And number five, that all karmic partners must be healed in the same way for karmic closure to happen. Now, in reference to the healer point above, point number four, we think that if we are on someone's path, we must be there to heal them. But it doesn't occur to us that maybe they are on our path to release us from the need to heal them so that we can let go and move on. Why do we always think that karma and healing are for other people and not for us? As I wrote in Ascending into Miracles, The Path of Spiritual Mastery, and, and this is where we can get really determined, dig in our heels and decide that we aren't going anywhere until we get the job done, which for us means we give the healing, they accept it, we move on together, everyone's at the same energetic frequency and vibration and everything goes great. Let me ask you a question. How many of you had to eat all the food on your plate at dinner time before you could leave the table because you didn't waste food? Come on, I want a show of hands. You know how I feel about tomatoes. I eventually talked my mother out of that when she realized that tomatoes actually made me sick. <laughs> That's a story for another time. But 
I have a sister and my sister was a very slow and a very picky eater. Now, when you live in a household with parents who starved during World War II, who were, on my father's side, raised by parents who went through the Great Depression and were also quite poor and knew great poverty as children, you didn't waste food. You didn't complain about food. You ate what was put on your plate and you were happy to have it. So my mother had a rule. You cleaned your plate before you could get up from the table, except my sister, again, was a really picky eater and for some reason could not finish the last bite of food. Dinner time was a nightmare, especially if we had food that my sister didn't like because she would sit there. I mean, she tried and my mother would get so angry and finally she would let everybody leave the table, of course, except my sister, who an hour later was still there trying to chew her food and swallow it and it just wouldn't go down so my mother would eventually let her leave the table it was horrible for that reason I never made my children eat food they didn't like but I also never cooked food for them that they didn't like but when we hang on to these karmic entanglements and these healing missions and we just sit there and we wait and wait and wait for someone to come around it's exactly like what happens when your mother says you will eat everything on your plate and you won't leave the table until you do and if that sentence strikes fear in your heart imagine what you're doing to the people who every time they look around there you are waiting for them to accept their healing even though they've already told you that they don't want it now I'm kind of making light of it but it's really how it happens for us and for them. So I want you to take that to heart with this article and this podcast, because this is what it's really about. Asking that question, do they need you? It looks like it from your perspective. Do they want you? Obviously not, or they would already have said yes. As I wrote in Ascending into Miracles, The Path of Spiritual Mastery, karma is like a dance. And when one of the partners stop dancing, the karmic dance is over. We now have the opportunity to stop dancing, to end our karma, which has been the purpose of this soul soul cycle and this ascension path, and we are at that turning point. The karmic dance is over, for us anyway, when we choose to step away. Then the other person will either find a new karmic partner or they'll decide to stop dancing too. But we aren't responsible for that choice, nor do we have any control over it. Maybe it's because we've been around this dance floor so many times with the same partners and we are tired of dancing. We just want them to get on with the healing and be done so we can all go home or do something else. Maybe it's because we're afraid that if they don't get the healing integrated, we'll have to come back and do this again. And we certainly don't want to do that. Or maybe it's because we think that ascension stops if everyone is not on board and we don't want to get left behind with these stragglers who won't get on board with the program. For whatever reason we have for wanting to shine our light at those we think are spending way too much time in the dark, we're losing patience with them and it's showing up in how we shine our light on people who need us and then convince ourselves that in spite of every indication they don't want anything to do with us or our healing work that they truly want us. Are we ready to let our need for healing go and let everyone heal in their own time, at their own pace, and when they're ready? Can we be the light beacons and shine healing potential on humanity's path so they can see it when they're ready? 
Or will we continue to be light workers, striving to heal a world through our own fear of karma's continued presence by extending healing to people we know may need it, but who don't want it and aren't ready for it? It is time to let karma be a thing of the past it belongs to and pave the healed and whole path to new paradigms that everyone has access to when they're ready for healing by being an example of joy-filled, joyful, healed, and whole living so that they can look at us and decide to make that choice for themselves when they're ready to be empowered by a new way of being that is karma and pain-free. And as far as those we believe need healing, it isn't our place to judge them or assume that we are their teacher. They may be on our path to be the catalyst so we release ourselves from our karmic entanglements with them because the karmic lesson is for us to learn and then when they're ready, they'll find the light with the person or situation that will convince them beyond a doubt that they don't need or want to be in the dark. And when that day comes, they may seek you out to show you their new light and proudly display their healing. If that happens, know that you helped them, you helped set them on the path, and you were part of the process. It doesn't matter who turns on the healing light or gets someone out of their darkness. It happens with the right person and under the right circumstances and at the right time, and no amount of trying can make it happen any differently or any sooner. And in the end, all that really matters is that we release our own karmic burdens and create our path to joy so we can live a joyful, joy-filled life without the burdens of healing and karma and certainly without trying to shine our light on people that we are so convinced need us but who very obviously are showing they don't want us. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.